Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Chewing the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been, yeah, this is the Black Country Blokes, chewing the fat, but everything is mental health, disability, and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime, Lee Catman. And today we're talking about invisible disabilities. Now, this comes from, um, on Saturday, we went to West Midland Safari Park. Uh, me, my wife, my daughter, going to see Father Christmas, you know, it's a lovely thing. And because I'm rich being blind, I've got a concession card, so my wife can get in for free. We turn up there and uh, a lady called Nikki, I thought I'd name her, you know, because I believe incompetence should be named personally. And it was, we weren't going to get in because um, I hadn't got my blue badge for my car. And I said, but it's out of date. Well, you need to show proof. So I have my card, my disability card photo ID, and she said, we can't accept that. But if you have got a bill uh, saying you've got, a, I don't know, uh, income support or something, and I said, but this is a, a card saying that I'm dis- disabled. I couldn't tell if I haven't got any ID because I know there's scammers out there, as vile as that is. But I had got a photo ID. And how the woman was trying to embarrass me was terrible. And it was only when I said that I'd got links with newspapers and admin and radio show and this podcast that then they backtracked. And I think sometimes if I'd have been there in Lee's van disability vehicle, then it is seen to be, oh, yes, well, I can trust you almost. And we are saying about this earlier, what we are saying, like, some people are just jobs worth as well. Some people are just like, look, Bert, I need to have a look at something. But quite frankly, and if you get like my daughter upset, because then she'll think we're not going to go and see Father Christmas. And it, if anything like me out there, it dampens your day then, because it's like... Uh, I'm chewing over that plonker who potentially ruined my day and it, you, I can't fully relax in. What do you think? Oh, I think uh, we've spoke about something similar before within regards to parking spaces, disabled parking spaces and people parking in them who were not allowed. But see, I think uh, everything you did was right. But what we've got to watch out for is that we don't get afraid to question when people are do are potentially doing wrong. So if, if let's say I did pull up into a disabled parking bay, in fact, it used to happen to me. We used to pull up in disabled parking bay. Um, we'd, we'd have our badge displayed, but we'd be in, we used to, we used to have an old um, Fiesta um, and my daughter was still in a push chair at the time, but we were we were allowed to park in that space. But we'd get out, and someone would challenge us on it. And I think actually, you're quite right to challenge at that point, just just because that you know, if we don't look if we don't look disabled, then we shouldn't be parking in that space. But I think once you've been challenged, you can go. Actually, I have proof, which is what you did. You showed your mm-hmm. card and said, "Look, this is this is my card." I can't remember what card you said it was, now, but it's it shows that your registers has been being blind and a photo ID and a photo ID, then I think that's absolutely fine. You should that ends the conversation, doesn't it? Mm. But I think but like I say, I think we do need to actually challenge those situations. I think challenge is probably the wrong word, but I think you need to inquire. As I say, if we'd have turned up with um nothing, you know, my private you know, just just then just turning up going like I haven't got anything, then you can think, all right then, because I didn't say but when you, you go here they go, well, no, no, I can't accept that. You're thinking, well, why are we making such a big deal out of this? You know what I mean? It's um, 
it infuriates you. And we were just reading stats about um, how many hidden, invisible, not hidden because we're not denying it, invisible disabilities. And that could be from like mental illness to fibromyalgia, which I also have. You know, I'm bloody one of the lucky ones. But uh, have we got some stats here? Can you read some? Um, I don't know how true the stats are, to be quite honest with you, Kev. So I'm just looking down them. But they, they, it seems to suggest that um, 70% of disabled people are people with hidden disabilities or invisible disabilities. And that's a, that's that's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot. And considering, I think, if I remember right, it is uh, out of the UK population, it's between 20 and 21% of adults have a disability. So 70% of that then is... A hidden disability. It's a, it's a large amount. And if you've got one of these invisible disabilities, we'd love to hear your your um, your dealings with it. Because me, because I'm high functioning. Um, I don't have a cane. I haven't got a dog. I struggle. I fall over. But I I, I look like an average day Joe. There's a there's a bonus to it and a curse to it because I am Kev Dillon. You know what I mean? I get through life as I always have all my thirty odd years, thirty five years of losing my eyesight. You struggle, but you get there in the end. Whereas people who have got better vision than me have a cane, and they'll have an easier ride. But that's their that's their option. And I've picked my option, so there's no right, there's no wrong. It's what you find. However, when you have got something and you go, "Here's my card," and I had it like in, we went to Butlins, and um, uh, we we uh, my wife and daughter on the arcade and I'd gone the queue and anyone's been to Butlin, especially recently, the queues all around the bloody block. So I'll get in the queue and I got there and I said, uh, I've got to go in early because, um, you know, I've waited. I went, I've got a queue because uh, I'm ready to be blind. I, I, I'd like to get the front in. If one of your staff could help me, it'd be great. And they go, no, 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 you've got to wait here for your wife. And I was going, but I've queued up early. I don't know where, like, my wife, you know, she's taking the daughter to the arcade or to the toilet. I'm going to get in there to have some seats. Uh, and and head of staff made me feel going no no you can't we haven't got time you're thinking where is the kindness mm. where's the kindness to just think hang on you've queued up it's not like you're going to see bloody i don't know led zeppelin or bloody you're there to see a pantomime or butlin you've paid for it <laughs> you've already paid for it so you don't like trying to scam anything can you just get me there please why my my carer my wife my whoever is busy and it's it's a massive effort. And when did being kind become such a massive effort? I think that's what we've got to change. When you've really got to concentrate and really struggle to do something kind and nice, should you be doing it? No. But do you think you kind of make a rod for your own back in terms of that you don't have a cane and you don't have that? So people, people perceive that you don't need that help. But even if you believe that I don't need it, if someone come to me and says, excuse me, could you help me? And that that could be someone who looks like Anthony Joshua or someone who looks like Danny DeVito. I'd go, of course I will. Is it my nature to be kind? Mm. It, I wouldn't be thinking, well, yeah, how come? How come you need my help? Just if I, I'd just go, of course I would. If I can help someone, I would help someone just because... It's called being a nice, a nice yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right, Kim. It's, it's, yeah. It's like I was saying earlier. It's, it's funny how. See, the reason I say I think you it ought to be challenged is because of the simple fact is if someone else needs that space and mm -hmm. someone is part within that 
disabled space. And the same 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 goes for the other situations. But if someone is parked in there and shouldn't be, then I think that needs to be challenged because someone else will need that space more than them. It's simple as that. Well, it's not it's, toilets. Like sometimes you go like once you're down with tea bags and pegs and things. Or so you don't understand why someone's going to the toilet and you go like, oh, oi, oi, you, you, you. And it's normally the person who doesn't need it. It's not normally a disabled person who has to go. It's normally just a busybody going, why are you going in there? And you're going, well, you don't know. And for some people, it's very embarrassing saying, well, mm. I've got to change my bag or I've got to change this or I've had an accident and or I'm wearing nappies. And you think, well, if it was someone like you rushing your calorie in or my grand burn who had Parkinson's disease, I could kind of get a, an understanding, but nine times out of ten, it's people just being a dickhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just I, again, like I think in that situation, if that if they weren't challenged, then would they carry on doing it as well? If they were the person who was using it and shouldn't be. But it's an empty toilet. It's, I remember, I but it's only empty until you know. If, imagine if someone was in that disabled toilet who who didn't have the right to use it, w- was in there using it, but then you had a little girl like Callie who was desperate for the toilet, yeah. can only go to that toilet because the other toilets are upstairs. But they're in that toilet and don't use it. You know, if if someone challenges them once, hopefully it puts them off using that, doing that again. But I, I remember when Kate was severely pregnant. We were at this uh, dessert shop in Wolverhampton. Can't remember what it was, and we uh, she, she was massive, you know, ready to pop, and uh, the other toilets were downstairs, and and she went to disabled toilets, and this a woman comes over going, well, you don't look disabled to me. And I was thinking, but she's quite obviously very pregnant, yeah. And you think, well, why are you being horrible? Well, it doesn't infect you, and it's quite obvious she's not disabled, but she's ready to pop and get up and down the stairs, and she might have had an accident. And you think it's just a bit of kindness, but we, we were talking about this with Andy Mullaney. His episode will be released uh, very soon, if not this weekend. This weekend, our, yeah. On our radio show, brilliant bloke. I know really He's actually written a message, which I'll get to in a bit. Hey, doing, brother? And we were on about kindness. And we were on about a little story, you know. My mom, most kind person I've ever met in my life. She brings me to the club every day because I can't drive. And we were driving up here. And uh, this woman had broke down. Broke down in a car. Uh, and she's got out of a car and she's over the opposite side of the road and she's sobbing. She's sobbing. And there's a massive line of cars and all beeping, beeping. Oh, you stupid dog. Get over there. And my natural instinct, I went, Mom, pull over. I jumped out the car. I started pushing it. So I went, Come on, Bab. And I started pushing it. And then the guy who was beeping, the car behind her, it occurred to him that he could get out and help me. And we pushed the car, got it out of the way, and the traffic moved. But sometimes people are that wrapped up in their own bullshit, their own beep, beep, hurry up, hurry up, thinking, I've got another option. If I help the person, my life will move faster and smoother. And that's just a little little example. It took me getting out, blind bugger, running across the road to help this woman, to make someone else realise helping is an option. You wouldn't steer in the car, was you? <laughs> just, I was trying to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's just about kindness, isn't it? But what, how do you, if if you, because you're obviously you're entitled to use a disabled toilet, would it bother you if someone did stop you and say, should you? Well, that, it happens to me all the time. I remember we'd gone. But uh, does it bother you? Well, no, not really, because it's me. 
not much. What deep of me once? I used to travel. I used to go. Oh God, we've got him on one ear. <laughs> my brother uh, used to live in Thailand, so I used to go and see him on my own. So I'd get assistance, get me on the plane, and um, I'd fly from wherever England to Holland or uh, um, Singapore or Abu Dhabi, and I'd get to Bangkok, and I'd have to get transferred to Phuket. Ever I went there, sir, can I help you? I smoked at the time. Sir, can I take you out for a cigarette? Can I get you a drink? How can I help you? Can I get your bag? The only problem I had with assistance was when I got back in the UK. And they were rude. And because I had an invisible disability, they go, you're not blind. I, went, I am. I've got a doctor's note. That's how I've got assistance. Go, oh, no, no. You're just playing up. You just wanted to pump. You just wanted to cut the queues. That never happened in any other country apart from the UK because I did not look disabled. Mm. And who would have had the right? Their, their job is to help. You know what I mean? Do you need the toilet? I will take you. I will wait for you. If you want a bevy. And it wasn't until we come into Great Britain, the greatest country in the world, in my opinion, that we started having a problem because kindness isn't uh, common anymore. Mm. Even in their jobs, where their job is to provide that service. Let's get on to Andy's question. So, and Andy asks, how are you doing, Andy? Yes. What did the management do when they backtracked and how have they tried to make it right? I presume it means a safari park. And no. Actually, I'll just put this one up again. Sorry, uh, another one up. And he also says, isn't the incident of, at the safari park a, a breach of Disability and Dis Discrimination Act as such reportable? Well, the well, believe me, I'm complaining. But um, like the first, the first young girl, uh, uh, I'm gonna have to get my manager. Then the manager, so you know, you know what the safari park's like, West Midlands safari park. So the cars are backing up, backing up, backing up, and Jasmine's getting more upset, my daughter. So then they had to get the manager, and the manager was little Hitler because you know she got a bit of power, and by God, she was going to use it to try to embarrass someone in front of the family. But because we held our nerve, and I said, I will name you Nikki and the West Midlands Safari Park. This is how it happens. You have to grit your teeth, and you're thinking, why have I had to go to these measures to get heard? You know, especially when I've got proof. It wasn't I've just written writ on a, a beer mat. You know, I've got <laughs> something that you carry around. You have your concession cards. Anyone with a disability will have a concession card. So I've got that one, and I had this one provided uh, from Dudley Council years ago. I can't remember the name of it. And that all starts because we used to go to America when I was a kid, and like we would go to like SeaWorld. And uh, my parents say, My son's registered being blind, so can he get closer? And they'd say, You haven't got a blind card. So when we come back to the UK, I asked my eye specialist, and we got one to stop embarrassment in situations. Because I understand and how wrong these people are that they do blag the system, but when you've got a genuine person there with proof, you know, it just embarrasses you and it ruins what should be a lovely day. Go and see Father Christmas with, you know. The two people we love more than anyone in the world should be a great day, but you know, get you wound up all day, and you can imagine me. <laughs> but I mean, when you look at the as I already at the stats earlier, which I've already forgot, um, about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you look at the amount of people with with invisible disabilities just in the UK, and yeah. and how many of them are treated in the in the same manner, and something does need to change there, doesn't it? And and I'm, I'll never. You know, I think that in the sense of the first thing, it needs to be there needs to be a conversation going. Well, actually, I can't see that you're disabled. Can you prove it? But mm. as soon as you've done, you've gone over that step of proving it, mm. there shouldn't be any any more argument. That should stop it dead. Yes. Yeah. But I do think you need to actually kind of prove it because 
as I say, if if someone is out there who's using these facilities who shouldn't be, and then they they're blocking access to people who do need it, it's an issue. You know, it's a big issue, and they might not see. Well, I'm only popping in that toilet quickie. You know, a minute, two minutes, but that person waiting outside who can only use that toilet, who maybe is incontinent as well, can't quite hold the bladder yeah. like like yeah, yeah. me and you can. Then it causes a big issue, doesn't it? Once again, it's it's being kind. Yeah, and I I I keep saying this word being kind, and I was watching this um. Uh, this program the other day, I think it's KRS One, one of my favourite rappers, and he was saying, "What language can be understood all around the world? What language can be understood from from human beings to dogs, cats, animals as kindness? Kindness. A dog understands when you're being kind, and you give it a stroke, or a cat, or a monkey, or a, a Frenchman, or a so when, when you're kind and you smile and you show." Goodwill, love, kindness, same word but different. It's universal. And it's almost become a cliche, throw around kind of, oh, be kind, you know. You know when someone is genuinely kind and good. And it's something like, and you say to me, sometimes like if um, there's a, a person in crutches and Willie, and he's struggling to get the door open, he drops his keys, will he be offended if I go over and help him? I think, no, I think I would rather him tell me to go and piss off, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I see uh, someone who's got poorly legs, I'll say, have my seatbelt. Yeah. Or, you know, they drop some. If I can help them, I will. And if they tell me to piss off, never mind, I've tried. Yeah. And I think that's what we've got to get back to. to yeah, definitely, definitely. But you can you can also understand the reason that people don't help, can't you, because of that, the, that, that would be a barrier, but... Yeah, I'm definitely on the same page as you. But the, my, my attitude towards that change, once I had my daughter, um, you know, you you realise these things more then, and and you do realise, well, I don't really care what you, whether you do tell me to piss off in the yeah. great scheme of my life, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. And and if you do need my help, at least then I've offered offered it. Um. So yeah. And if you think just off the top of my head, like uh, invisible disabilities, partially sighted, partially deaf, or deaf, um, Crohn's disease, dementia. Um, you know, certain autism, autism, and, yeah, yeah, uh, Asperger's, mm. and it is a lot of things. That I think out of those, just off the top of my head, just throwing things around, a lot of us know someone who's got that, mm. and then we go down mental disability, you know, uh, anxiety, depression, um, schizophrenia, uh, OCD, um, all these you can't see it, and sometimes you see a guy and his, his hoods up and he's and he's. He, he, he could be very, very mentally poorly. It's it bloody hottest day of summer. Why is he wearing a coat in his hood? You forget that's his comfort blanket. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe he's up to do that just to get out of the house. Yeah. And that's a form of, in my opinion, disability. But we just see it with judging guys. Mm. You know what I mean? Or why why is um, why is that man holding, you know, why, why is he holding his mommy's hand? He's, he's a grown-up. But that's his comfort blanket. You don't understand. And we have, we were saying about um, Callum, we've said this many times, if she's there in a pub and she's screaming with joy, or you see the wheelchair and then you go, oh, I'm a bit more understanding. But our friend who's come on before and he's got a severely autistic son, if he starts kicking off in the restaurant, your natural thing is, sort your bloody kid out. Because you're just seeing a naughty teenager. 
you'd you have yet to see unless you're educated with it, which luckily we are through experience and being at the boxing club, where you go, that's a poorly, that's a poorly person. They're reacting, they're frightened, or they're overwhelmed. And once again, an invisible disability. Yeah. Again, I see this kind of two ways. Like, because when I go, we don't get to go out very often. Me, and, me and my wife, just just because of looking after my daughter, and there's only certain people who can look after a medication, whatever else. So we don't get to go out very often. I think to myself, even though if I was in that pub and and someone was kicking off, I know it'd annoy me because you're there for a quite nice time. I'd understand it. I'd understand it's not their fault. But you're still there for a nice quiet time that you don't get to do very often. You, you know what I mean? Mm. And it, I'm, I'm probably saying quite callous with that, but ultimately, it, you know, it's. But didn't we discuss once saying, like, say, like the the Weatherspoons of the world, or these people, if they did, like, a, I don't know, just off something made pinch this idea because you know we don't want to. There was me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I'm saying pinch, yeah. we, you again, saying, pinch my idea. Worry about it, no, it's usual. Take a pinch idea. Not saying you said it. All right. And it's like if they said like in a web or whatever said on a Tuesday at three. What if the quiet and going this two hours is disabled friendly? Yeah. Mainstream people, you know, physically able people can go in at the same time, but have it known. Yeah. It might be a bit noisy. It might be a bit messy. It might be. And, you know, have it so they know at that time it is a safe zone. Well, they already do this um certain supermarkets, don't they? They'll have a, yeah, they'll have um, an hour uh, autism friendly, I think they actually call it, or uh, not necessarily disability friendly, where they'll do things like dim lights and, and mm. just make it a better, um, a more pleasurable experience for people with autism. And and it does. It needs to go across the board because, we, as I say, even with me in my situation, I know if I went out and and there's a kid running around me, whether he, you know, I'd understand totally that it's not under his control. It's not under the parents' control. It's not. But it wouldn't stop me getting annoyed about it. Mm. You know, um, it's it is it's it's one of them, isn't it? Because you you're there to enjoy the time as well. Mm. You know, you everyone everyone who goes is, aren't they? But I think if you go to like um, I don't know, like uh, a kids friendly place if kids are running around you're more understanding because you're thinking this is kid friendly yeah you know what i mean if you yeah. if you're like if like i don't know yep. um, it's a ball pit <laughs> if you go to a soft play you're having some food you're more understanding because it's the nature of the beast, beast yeah and if that was you know if you go for fine dining and someone's thrown a, a ball off your head <laughs> <laughs> you know someone's having it yeah. <laughs> but, but you're right you're right and it's uh i suppose as well though i often wonder whether it would be from personal experience, would it be is it easier that the disability is visible or isn't it? Because although you get people understand more that don't treat you as a normal person mm. either. Now we've spoke about this before with yeah, with yeah. the with, with what happened at Metro Bank when we went in there and, and basically once you told them because obviously the people didn't they didn't realise yeah. you had a disability, but once you told them, they ignored you and and spoke to me didn't he and it, it kind of works both ways isn't it because actually before that point he saw you as okay. yeah, a bloke, as a bloke exactly yeah. same. but as soon as you'd mentioned that it was that way and you just think well that's the reason why i've chose the path i have because i know like even through education i could have made my life so much easier by having a talking watch and having a ctv to make the but then I, I had to have a laptop touch i'm a touch typist by trade but I had as little help as physically possible because I wanted to be me. I wanted mm -hmm. to, 
but I made a You didn't want people to see the disability. And that's what I'm saying about Kala. That's the first thing to yeah. see about her. That, not not a little seven year old girl. They yeah. go, Well actually she's she just she's disabled. That's it. And that's you and they weren't even taught to her because of that fact. Yeah. And how many people do and it's not like look with me, you know, it's for me. And you saw that guy, it goes from like um so I so said, what are you doing to hang on? I don't know how to deal with this. Mm. And it's a bit of ignorance, it's a bit of uncomfort, it's a bit of me thinking, well, it shouldn't be like that. But the only way that we will beat that is with like the blind Davis of the world. And God bless him, he's coming on our um coming on our podcast next radio. week and he's just had his OBE. He's coming on the radio, Kev. Uh, radio. <laughs> but what a dude. But he goes into schools and he's educating people about his blind dog and his journey, you know. Uh, certain things you won't be able to do, but not many things you won't be able to do. And if you want to do it, you can achieve it. It's a remarkable bloke. But the only way we'll get to that level is by telling stories. So it's not, it's not unusual to get to the nitty gritty, to understand different cultures, disabilities, lived experience. And you'll learn more from a lived experience than you will from a book. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so we actually we've had uh, Karen Hines mentioning. How you doing, Karen? You doing? So museums and theatres quite often have quiet afternoon as well. So anyone out there? There we go. So they they cater for the quiet. They need to do loud ones as well, Karen. Yeah, I know. I know you're in with their museums. Make sure they're doing loud, loud <laughs> ones as well, where you can make as much new noises as you want. But it's great that pe that that people are now recognising that, and mm. it is starting to come through. It's kind of like the changing places that we talk about ever so ever so often now. Um, that people are recognising there's a need there for them, and and it's being brought in and helping disabled people's lives. Well, Adam Davis, the councillor of Broly Hill, is really pushing this because all the stuff that's going through with the metro, through Broly Hill, and uh, we're having a small conversation with him, however long ago, he's fighting too for now to get more of them about, and he has sent me a list, and we're going to. Uh, once we find out more about it, we will be announcing them because if you're in that situation, you're the carer for someone or you have the... It's great to know if I go somewhere, I can go to the toilet. And that, what a bloody thing that is. Where you have to consciously think, if I go here, I might mess myself or my child or I might hurt my back. So if we can find out these places, guaranteed, where they've got harnesses and all this, we'll put it out there. And hopefully that gives that place, those businesses, more custom. Yeah, well, it, I think it will do. I think it will do, you know. Knowing that you can go to the toilet when you're out shopping is, to me, quite a basic thing that you want to know, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Just something so simple that you take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. And I think but more we have these open and frank conversations, and once again, anything from here, if you ever want to keep the conversation going, drop us an inbox, and it'll be something for us to talk about. I mean, we've got... um. This, I think, is going to be our last podcast of this year. Uh, we're going to do two more uh, tomorrow's radio with Lauren, who who is youth bereavement. She she lost her father unfortunately, and she's she's been on a campaign since to raise awareness of uh, youth of bereavement within the youth. Um, she does a lot of work at Dudley College about it. It's going to be a great conversation, and uh, she'll tell us more about it tomorrow. And then we've got Blind Dave next Thursday. Then we're going to wind down for Christmas. And uh, as we said, like, you know, considering last year and it was, we ain't going to, it ain't got to be about the material. It ain't got to be about buying and spending. All I want is my family. 12 months on, we forgot all about that, haven't we? Is what can I buy? How much can I spend? And 
quite frankly, all I want this Christmas is my family. Get together, get nice and warm, lots of cuddles with my daughter and my wife if she lets me. <laughs> uh, and just, you know, be merry. And then we're going to start it all off. Uh, if you do want to buy someone a lovely, lovely, thoughtful Christmas present, you can go to our website where you can buy them a lovely hoodie, hat, t-shirt, t-shirt. masks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to wear masks to get one of ours. Yeah, and and that money goes back into supporting people within the Black Country Blokes. Um, it's a CIC, so it, or everything goes back into it, the community, not into our pockets. Yeah, wish you did. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing our last support group of the year next Wednesday at the Lions ABC, 7 till 9. And it's going to be our last one uh, over Christmas. Hopefully, uh, we don't go into another lockdown. But what will be, will be. You know, I just want everyone to, as we say, check up on each other. You know what I mean? It's uh, like we have these mental health days, mental health weeks and all this. We haven't just got to check up on each other on a mental health day. We haven't got to just check up on each other on Christmas. Let's keep our eyes on people. And sometimes it's the bravest buggers we've got to keep our eyes on. You know, it's them people, oh, you ain't got to worry about Kev, he's a tough nut. And reach out, because often he moans the least, you know, suffering inside. So just drop him a message, give him a call, pop in while we still can. Just Invite reach him around for Christmas dinner, you know. There's going to be a lot of lonely people out there, isn't there, around this time. Um, and, it, and it brings it home that you, you haven't got family and friends around you around this time. Christmas is great if you've got lots of loved ones. You know what I mean? And you're feeling happy, but you know, sometimes and sometimes you've got all the loved ones around you that you, you can ever want and you're still lonely because as we always say, you don't always show those that you love the most that you're suffering inside. So let's just reach out. Reach out to everyone. And not everyone, just do your bit because we can't save everybody. We can't save everyone. But one person makes all the difference. So and it, I think you know what? I ain't even gonna leave with a quote today. Just reach out, be kind. Because an act of random, uh, an act of random kindness can make all the difference. It's kind of a quote. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a quote. Right. So have a wonderful Christmas, and as always, take care of yourselves and each other. Tomorrow. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page, and hopefully they can help you. Or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, Tarara Bit. Listen, listen, listen.